What's up, guys? Welcome to Good Bad 2, the sequel. This is a show where we have a good time watching bad movies, and then we ask the question, is it good bad or is it just bad? I am your host, John. I'm Danielle. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Why are you mocking me? What do you mean? She's, I just she's said a, my name. She's lipping, lip-syncing to what I'm saying in a mocking manner. A mocking manner? she thinks you can get away with it in an audio medium. You're lying. None of that ever happened. You're telling the <laughs> listeners something. Why are you something so teary-eyed laughing at yourself? I'm laughing at you, laughing at me. <laughs> hey, Danielle's back. Hi. Danielle <laughs> is back. You guys can follow the show on Instagram. We're at The Good Bad Show. Uh, this is where you vote to find out which movies we are going to cover in a shocking upset. What? A shocking upset. Best of the best defeated one of the Fast and Furious movies. I don't even remember which one it was now. I don't know. Six or Upside Down Nine, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, The part three of the second sequel of the third trilogy, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But we are covering Best of the Best from 1989, which has a 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I don't really. Which is even more shocking than the fact that it beat Fast and the Furious in our vote. And The Mummy. Yeah, and The Mummy has a 16. Yeah. And this has a 72. So just let that sink rigged, in. rigged, I tell you. It's rigged. Yeah. <laughs> it's all a big, conspiracy. Big best of the best came in and rigged it. James big karate. Earl, James Earl Jones and his, and his Oscars. I don't know if he has Oscars, but he should. Um, you guys can also follow the podcast wherever there is podcasts. Apple podcast has fixed itself. It's ready to go. So if you jumped off of that, you can get back on. While you're there, review us. Um, we are going to break down the plot of Best in the Best. We're going to pull it apart thread by thread. And then we're going to give you guys our awards, which is our bold statement, our worst line, our best line, our worst performance, the show stealer, the most good bad moment, our favorite part. Then we're going to change something to make it a good movie. We'll talk about who is the biggest badass in this movie and whether or not they are a bigger badass than the current champion, who is Sylvester Stallone from Judge Dredd. And then... And then we will decide <laughs> if best of the best is good, bad, or just bad. Man, if you've seen this movie, that might be a hard decision for you. Is it good, bad, or is it just bad? That so is, that, think about that. So so based on Nerds. reviews, so we do not have trivia for this movie because the trivia sucks on this movie. There's just not that much information. There's things such as uh, the character Walter is named after Eric Roberts' father. And wow. the other movies that these people were in together. So wow. there's not much to go from as far as trivia goes. That's exciting. But I did pull some reviews. What? Because I found them amusing. <laughs> I want to know about them. Sean F., five months ago, oh. gives this movie five stars and says, I have watched this film over 90 times Why? and goes down as my fave film. It's packed with action, emotion, oh, and fantastic storyline. An underrated film that should be re-released. No, I'm telling you, this is a paid shill by Big Best of the Best. There's no such thing as a Sean F. What the hell is the point of re-releasing it? Like, just, you've seen it 90 times. Yeah, you already know it front to back, dude. Emil Hoffer, 10 months ago, says, I liked, L-I-K-E-T, this movie, and I want to watch at my TV. William uh, plants. <laughs> William Bagdoff only <laughs> yeah, right. only gave it two stars. He said, oh, "I like him." He said, "Chris Penn doing martial arts?" Question mark. Really? <laughs> huh. Um. This person five stars. This movie is noise, 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 noise. Hmm. Okay. Well, I would like to retract his rating from the pool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> okay, last one oh, and good. my favorite one. Okay. Uh, the title of this five-star review is This Movie Stands Out as One of the Best Brother Friendship Stories I've Ever Seen. That's the title of the review. The review says, I have to say, as a bromance writer, this movie stands out as one of the best brother friendship stories I've ever seen, especially at the end. No spoilers, but it will get you in touch with your heart. Some cheesy, overconfident moments during the actual competition, but that is really my only peeve with the film. It's easily overlooked in lieu of the story itself. 
the benefits of teamwork and how you become a family is really the main lesson that the coach is trying to drill into these guys. And what transpires is both human and real at the end. You won't be sorry to see this one, especially if, like me, you love brother-friend stories that are so difficult to find these days. <laughs> oh, and get your tissues out. You'll need them. Can we go back to the first line where he said, as a bromance writer... <laughs> There's so much to unpack with this review. Wow. Wow. Hey, you know what? I, I, if you are a bromance writer, then you would review movies such as this and yeah, yeah. give them your rating. You have your thumb on the pulse of bromances. As I often say, be the change you want to see in the world. And if you are having trouble finding brother-friend stories then be a bromance writer and use commas frequently like me. <laughs> wow. Well, okay. We, um, I feel like we set the tone for this film, which uh, you picked this out because why? Because I saw it on Netflix. you never seen it before? No, I saw that it was on Netflix. Oh. So that, that was it. And I knew... Oh. Because I had watched it maybe like a year times. ago or oh. something that like, oh my god, this is perfect for the show. I just had it on as background noise like a year ago. And I was like, okay, we have to cover this. Yeah. And I wanted to do it when you were here because I had to find, I had to hear your opinions about this movie. Okay. Because. I it, can do it. I'm here for it. It is such a fun cheese fest yes oh wow yes it is such but a when fun you say cheese, cheese it's not like a fine like a charcuterie board. no it's, it's spray singles. cheese it's, it's spray cheese yeah, it's canned spray cheese <laughs> <laughs> and it's the kind that's actually from 1989 like it's mm -hmm. left over yeah like whatever was the first iteration of spray cheese which probably was around that time hey do you remember when they had spray butter oh god yeah, yeah. like the squirt the yeah the squirt kind you don't spritz, gotta use a knife the aerosol kind yeah yeah, well, wasn't it margarine, though? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's oil. It's Cute. oil. It's Blech. flavored oil. Mmm. I, so, for one, like the slightly thick feeling of unmelted butter. The, the feeling of butter-like substance that never leaves the surface of your tongue, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, no thank you, spray butter. I will take my real pats. <laughs> my pats. Much like the emotions of this movie that stay in your heart forever. Ew, oh no. Doctor's gonna find that one day. We're gonna be on the little like, sh like weird, like triangular-shaped pill at some point <laughs> for this movie. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. The side Not effects the are only one. mild death. Urge <laughs> <Wow>. to gamble. <laughs> <laughs> attracted to green bananas <laughs> what was your expectations of best of the best before you watched it i mean oh, golly these 80s 90s martial art type movies are they're so derivative of the the better ones like from the the 70s and 80s they're like from the early yeah, like uh, Enter the Dragon. Yeah, like they're just kind of riding that wave. I didn't expect much of it, to be honest. I think I said when we sat down, I was like, it's going to be, I don't know, a bunch of dudes kicking each other, <laughs> which I was right. <laughs> I bet, but I bet you didn't expect the drama, the emotions, the oh, feelings. Oh, uh, the racial tension, as the description says. <laughs> Does it? I didn't even yes, see Yes, the Netflix that. description says they're battling their own like pasts and racial tensions. Yeah, I don't know if you can call it racial tension if there's just a racist present. Right, and he doesn't even learn. It. Like, there's no lesson learned. He's just an ass. No, he just changes his, like, mind. He just stops being racist. No, he's still racist. He just stops saying it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, nothing else has changed. He's, yeah. Like, I don't... There's... There, like, highlighting racial tensions in this movie, like, they don't contribute to the plot of this film and they aren't solved at the end no so it's a useless addition to the description <laughs> so useless let's get let's get into it so the first thing that you see in this movie is the korean national uh, karate camp taekwondo team on a soccer field did you notice the this soccer goals in the background no i mean i didn't think anything of them well like it's supposed it's supposed to give you the impression that that Taekwondo is taken so seriously in Korea that they have their own massive flat grass to do this on. And in other other shots in, in the same scene, it shows like um, 
like a temple almost, mm-hmm. but there's, there's a fucking soccer goal in the background. Like, they're at a park. <laughs> I don't know, it's just a field. Yeah, like, uh, the, the, and then it goes straight from that into American rock song and American Eric Roberts doing, making American Trans Am. Because <laughs> he's a fucking American. In Detroit. In Detroit. In Detroit. Except for that he's in Portland, Oregon. He's from Portland, Oregon. He's announced right. as from Portland, Oregon. Then later on, he goes back to Portland, Oregon. I don't think they're making Trans Ams in Portland, Oregon. Wait, did I get them mixed up? Because I thought there was one from Detroit and one from Portland. Yeah, Shoulder Guy, Sonny, was from Portland. And then Alexander Italian Guy was from Detroit. I'm talking about Eric Roberts, the main character, Alex. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't tell those long-haired guys apart. You thought he was from Detroit because he was making cars. Because that tells you he's in Detroit. Yeah. He's not. Well, I don't... (laughs) He's in Portland, Oregon. Because he's blue-collar. He's a blue-collar, loving father, good guy. Got it. Everything about this man is pure and good. Yeah, I couldn't tell him and the other long-haired guy apart for, like, good half of the movie looks the same to me so we have a running theme through our entire relationship where eric roberts pops up you say who is that and i say that's eric roberts and you go yeah but who is he and i say julia roberts brother eric roberts and then you say yeah but who is he oh still like what is he why is he significant he's He's the sheriff in the Rihanna video, Bitch Better Have My Money. (laughs) Why is he in there? (laughs) Why? Which is the best music video ever made. um, And that is indisputable. Um, If you guys hear the dog snoring. Stop, put that away. (laughs) If you guys hear the dog snoring. Don't try to distract people (laughs) from your boner zone. (laughs) Talking about Rihanna. You can't just switch from one to the other. We were talking about Eric Roberts. (laughs) Don't act like everyone on this planet doesn't have a Rihanna boner. Well, I mean, that's fine, but don't act like you need to switch. I was just informing the listener that the sounds of snoring is the dog who just moved into my lap. Yeah, right. It's you. <laughs> Thinking about Rihanna. I mean, um, that's okay. Just, you know, own it. We, we also have uh, the character Tommy, who is teaching a mullet class. He's yeah. teaching anyone who has a mullet, get in here. You get a belt. You can punch stuff. Mullet required. Well, is it... You have to bring your mullet and then I teach you to punch? Or is it I teach you to punch so good you you earn a mullet? Maybe the mullet grows a little bit longer with each belt. Like if yeah, you, have, if you have a white belt, you have a flat top. Yeah, maybe it's like a half like a halvesy thing. And like By the time you get to black belt, you're just full-blown Kentucky waterfall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee Tangler. <laughs> well, I think that's a sex thing. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know. It might be a roller coaster. Uh, we, we, we also uh, have a, a conversation here with Eric Roberts and his mother. And she he's like, I got invited to the national karate team. And she goes, well, don't you have a hurt shoulder? And he's like, it just has some screws and pins. And she goes, you could be paralyzed. I don't think so. I don't think that's how that works. I don't think your shoulder can leave you paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And um, she goes, well, what about your son? And he goes, well, what about my son? Take care of him, woman. And I was like, okay. I guess, huh. like, this guy's supposed to be this like loving father, but he's also like, fuck that kid. I got yeah. karate's to do. He's like, this is the only thing I know about. Yeah. I got to make some karate's. <laughs> yeah. I got to go do karate's. So <laughs> then you get the montage, first montage, oh, montage boy. number one yeah. of the tryouts for the American team. And we start meeting our, our uh, main characters here. So we have Chris Penn. Mm-hmm. Who is playing a racist hick martial artist? I don't buy him as two of those three things. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have James Earl Jones. <laughs> why? James why? Earl Jones is in this movie. Why do we have? Why? I just I can't. It doesn't make sense. Man, he. Okay, we'll get into him. Does he later. not strike you as a karate coach? <laughs> Does 89-year-old, 300-pound James Earl Jones not come across as a top-notch karate coach to you? Yeah, no, I didn't get that at all. Mm -mm. Um, Mm -mm. Would you like to give us some of his best coaching advice? Uh, uh, Things such as, do it. (laughs) Go. Slow nodding. Slow head shaking. Head shaking of disapproval or approval. Yeah. Go. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. He the, so they pick the team, right? There's the five of them. They they pick the team, and then he comes in and he addresses the team. He never speaks to the team without screaming what he's saying. Well, okay. Hold on. His mouth is doing all of the acting throughout <laughs> this entire movie. Like, I know chewing the scenery came around. Like, that phrase has been around for a long, long, long time before his time. But I think he is actually trying to chew. Yeah, open his mouth and the take entire a bite time. out of the What scene. is happening? <laughs> what is happening? I love, he comes in and he tells them to shut up and whatever. And he's explaining to them and he goes, we are going to be a team. <laughs> <laughs> like, Whoa. Okay. <laughs> hey, man, they, uh, the ladies were a weird time. A weird time. A weird, then, weird time. Then they start breaking off into their like dorms or rooms or whatever because they're going to be here for three months and you have the two baby faces eric roberts and tommy are are together Mm -hmm. uh and then you have the uh analytics nerd like stats guy Mm -hmm. is paired with the opera italian (laughs) yeah right like this guy just keep he mentions like four times that he's italian i'm surprised he wasn't carrying meatballs around in his pockets (laughs) hey look at these meatballs what what am i supposed to do with meatballs like Like, i'm surprised like the 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 characteristics of that character italian why and what has nothing to do with (laughs) anything that's it the analytics nerd far more interesting far more interesting this dude is never not wearing a turtleneck (laughs) what are you hiding man yeah i was gonna i was wondering about that too what's in there several moments he's wearing like an adidas tracksuit with a turtleneck underneath so it. okay one of two options either he was early to the neck tattoo game and he mm. just always had to keep it covered up mm. or him and post malone yeah <laughs> or he was necking with the producer's daughter and he always had hickeys on there okay it's the only two options those are those are valid theories I for agree. sure <laughs> yeah i agree i agree uh the other room is the buddhist guy who is irrelevant in this in this movie? Yep, and he is rooming with Chris Penn, the Hick. Yeah, Travis. Um, but, Travis. But he's like, hey, let's go, let's go, like chase tail. Yep. Let's go to the bar, and so It'll everyone okay. ends up at the bar. <laughs> the, the bar is inhabited by who's who always is in bars in '80s martial arts movies, angry rednecks. Yeah. Jeans and pool and lots of beer bottles fixing there, to break in. There's a, like a flag or a sign or something on the wall here that says Nashville. Yeah. So I'm assuming this movie takes place in Nashville. Yeah, I am too. Like, I, it's, is it relevant? Is it irrelevant? I couldn't tell. Well, it, it's I relevant really a tell. little bit later on concerning like time and distance. Uh, we'll get to that in short order. <laughs> um, but the main jerk in this bar is Kane Hodder, who plays Jason in several Friday the 13th movies. Oh, huh. A lot of people might not have known that. And that's a trivia straight from my own knowledge. Didn't, even look, didn't even look that up. He full-blown punches his own girlfriend straight in the face. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> he just hauls off a lot. and wails his girlfriend right in the nose. <laughs> that was really funny because he was trying to hit... Who was he trying to hit? I don't the know. Hick? No, Virgil. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Travis. Yeah, he was trying to hit the hick and he moved. Yep. Uh, which starts a bar fight. Yeah, that was, it was a great. a pretty good bar fight. Yeah, it was decent. I, I like the idea of Eric Roberts being on the phone and then some guy like falls in and smashes his face into the wall and then he just casually gets off the phone so that he can enter the bar fight. Yep. Yep, so I think they're trying to tell you like, they're trying to do some exposition of everybody's quirks in a really goofy, like I would say a very 70s way. Of like, look at all of these funny ways and quirks these gentlemen have. Like, there could, there might as well have been circus music during this fight. <laughs> the Benny Hill music. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was, it was real goofy. It was so goofy. But then I liked that James Earl Jones is just sitting there in the in the back watching. Like, he waits for his crew to knock out almost everybody in the bar, and then he's like, "All right." <laughs> it's it's like a fun comedy, like entertaining like good time scene and the fact that James Earl Jones is there that plays into it. But if you were really trying to nitpick this, like he's, he's all about the rules. Uh-huh. You have to show up on time uh-huh. to be a team. Team. You can't, you can't be late. And if you leave because your kid is dead, then you're off the fucking team. Yeah. You're a loser. But if you get into an illegal bar fight. Illegal. Totally. Okay. With well, that. how do you know it was illegal back then? 1989. It's, it's illegal to fight, <laughs> to hit well, people. Maybe Mutual it wasn't. Mutual combat has never been legal. 
Uh, wait, isn't it legal in Nashville? I don't know. I doubt it. <laughs> Maybe that's why they filmed it there. They're like, we need a bar scene. Generally, you go to jail if you destroy a bar. Yeah. Typically. They, this thing got destroyed. That set or bar, whatever it was, yeah. did get destroyed. It was yeah. pretty great. But that's not the most unrealistic thing about oh, this no? movie. That's not that's not the thing that is the most like outlandish detail. Wow. Do you want to know what is the yes. most ridiculous and outlandish detail yes. in this movie? The idea that a woman could be a karate instructor? Yeah, uh, right. In 1989? Yeah, right. Wasn't even 1990 yet. <laughs> small brains, small hands, weak? Mm-mm, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Me and James Earl Jones will not accept this. We won't be having these women's <laughs> women, these skirts. I don't care if she was raised in the Far East. Hey, can you point to that on a map for me? <laughs> like, could you could you refer to the place where you were raised in a more general term? I was raised in North America. Mm. That's what I'll just tell people from now on. <laughs> raised off in North America, and she's a she's a real pistol. She boy howdy, she sure is. She gets right to it. She's always back talking. She's she's a real pissed in her business wear. Yeah, she knows she's pads. always got business wear on wherever they are. She's in yeah she's in a suit. She's in a two piece suit with shoulder pads and a mini skirt and heels and pantyhose and like a lot of mousse in the hair and makeup. Well, except for this upcoming montage because we haven't had one of those in a while where she is wearing a black <sighs> gi and a black belt. So that you can take her seriously mm, right, as a yes, karate one trainer. Because you saw her wearing a black belt. Mm, mm-hmm. At no point do you see any of the coaches say or demonstrate that they know nope. any sort of martial art in any way, shape, Neither or form. the actors do. <laughs> <laughs> the vast majority of the, of the fighters also. So you get you get another montage well, here, fair. which is the five mile run and sit ups. Yep. And uh, James Earl Jones and what's her name, Miss Wade, I think. Is yes, her name. Catherine. And, and they are doing the good cop bad cop routine. Yes. So J E J is like get out and run, and she's like, "Here's how you be fucking spiritual." Winners, <laughs> be a winner. And this montage is followed by. Korean montage. A montage. Yes, it was. Man, and the Koreans win the montage game in this movie. There's going to be more of them coming up, but we can already tell you right now, Korea wins montage in this movie. The, most of the montages are just comparisons between the way that the Americans are training. Which and is the way sloppy. The, and the way that the Koreans are training. Which is tight. And the Koreans are fucking awesome. They're animals. <laughs> They're fucking awesome. Hey, they got a snow montage. Yeah. They got knuckle push-ups montage. They got boards to the butt montage. They got a waterfall. They got waterfall montage. Got waterfall oh, montage. you want to go through the list? I got it. They got a uh, the Americans get a beach montage. Uh, they also get a dark room montage and a gym montage with slow motion muscle uh, zoom ins. They get they get a city montage. There's a forest montage and the snow. Uh, they get an electronic strength montage. There's a lot of slow motion echoes and close up breathing mics. It's great. Yeah. Everything. Everything is covered. Any type of montage you think about, they got it in this one. This movie is an hour and a half long, (sighs) and if it didn't have all these montages, it would be a seven Blu-ray set of nine and a half hours. Um, After we train for however long it was, because it was in a montage, so we don't know, (laughs) we have to go eat lunch, where Chris Penn (laughs) just takes it upon himself to just fucking be a racist prick. And the rest of the team that isn't Asian? <laughs> what a good time. <laughs> oh. And it, like, the, I, I'm not getting the impression here that Tommy is this patient and tolerant man who is above it all. That's not being conveyed to me. No, me I'm either. just getting that Chris Penn is a fucking prick and this guy isn't doing anything about it. Right. Not like that he's intentionally not doing anything about it. He comes off like a bitch. Yeah, he comes off as like, it's okay. Just just, just let it happen. Just let yeah. it happen. Like, the, the, it just really could have done without that element. Right. Once again, if you're going to talk about racist overtones in this movie, 
Like, there needs to be something that comes out of it rather than, here's a guy who's just a bully for the sake of being a bully, yeah. and here's the way he did it via racism. Haha, yeah. <laughs> the end, he did it. No lessons learned. No lessons learned. So, they are, uh, they're sat in a film study room, and they're given, a, like, a sizzle reel of the Korean <laughs> team, <laughs> which is fucking hysterical. Like, like, did the Korean team send this video footage to them? Where it's, like, <laughs> filmed perfectly and each fighter gets their own, like, zoom-in close-up. I wonder. With, like, smoke and mist coming off of them. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, this is mustache and you'll be fighting him and this is eye patch and you're gonna fight him. <laughs> this is club foot. <laughs> you're gonna fight him. This is young and this is old. <laughs> yeah. So they all get paired off and Tommy has to fight eye patch and he's stressed about that shit. Because Eyepatch killed his brother in black and white and made him drop his ice cream. Okay, this is another <laughs> one of these... Okay, I have to know what the source of this cliche is. Because this is the same cliche as Barney and his film entry where <laughs> oh, he's Gumbel? dying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't cry for me, I'm, I'm already, already dead. dead. <laughs> It was exactly the same with the little boy licking his ice cream and it slow motion falls to the ground so upside down. I want to take that video and put it to the song from Barney's, Barney's movie. Do it. Oh my God, that's fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah, the, the, like, this is a good, a good point to start talking about the fucking melodrama. Like, the, melodrama the way that the right it's filmed, word. like the close-ups... And the music and the content, the like over the top, over the top of the top that it's already over melodrama mm -hmm. is straight comedy. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's the Hallmark Channel. Yeah. But beyond it's like, slash, it's like times 10. Yeah. And it, also soap operas. And I, I don't I don't know what was going on in the late 80s where people were OK with a sort of movie and wearing pastels. And having like pastel print curtains match shag carpet. Like why? Why was all this happening? Bad things happened back then. It, it's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> so now that we've established who are our characters, who they're going to fight. Um, now we can get to a little bit more montage. <laughs> we need another fucking montage. Which is, which is that they are the best of the best. <laughs> now we have the best of the best song dun, dun, in the best dun, of the best dun, dun, movie. Dun. Where James Earl Jones says that they could be the best of the best. As long as they have a training strength montage to get them there. And <laughs> slow motion machine workouts. Yeah, and, but you know the problem is Tommy is holding back. And we, yes. uh, we nobody knows why. But nobody knows why he's holding back. Uh, then we get my personal... Uh, most memorable part of this movie and the main reason I wanted to cover it on this show is because of the this whole upcoming sequence when I watched it a while back I was like yep this is a prime <laughs> candidate for this show so Eric Roberts gets a phone call and his son has been hit by a car so he has to run to James Earl Jones and ask if he can leave and in, in, in order to convey that he is in a panic, his button-up shirt is hanging off of one of his shoulders. Oh, yeah. What was going on? Like, what was his, even happening his there? His hair is, like, tousled. Some, okay, they had some acting coach on this set who's like, here's how it's going to be done. We're going we're gonna to really convey. We're going to convey. Watch this. Watch us convey. Watch this. Hey, is it conveying? Yeah. More shoulder! <laughs> He goes to James Earl Jones to make an insanely reasonable request. Mm -hmm. My son is in a coma. Mm -hmm. Let me leave to go deal with this family emergency. James Earl Jones does not even consider not the even. idea. He nope. just immediately goes, fuck no. Uh-uh, you're staying here. Fuck that kid. <laughs> fuck that kid. You're going to choose karate tournament or your only son. Choose. And so, so uh, Roberts is like, I'm out of here, man. man. He arrives, like, <laughs> hard cut, him arriving in Portland, Oregon. Did you see his shoulders in Portland? No. Or was, it, was he shoveled? I think he had buttoned up his shirt by he now. He had been shoveled. He went from Nashville to Portland, I'm guessing five hours, <laughs> six hours. Eh, probably. Where, probably five. Where he, his son is in a coma. Four. 
and he waits, you know, melodramatically by his bedside, and then the son comes out of the coma. And then he goes back to Nashville to ask for his, like forgiveness and to get back onto the team. Mm-hmm. All of that plays out in less than three minutes. Oh, and are you not are you not <laughs> gonna mention the many sentimental moments of him sobbing at this boy's bedside the, like, and like having I, I mentioned it <laughs> in the same amount of time that the movie mentioned it. <laughs> like but all of that took place in oh, under three minutes. So cheese are like, hmm, what would Rocky do? <laughs> like Rocky sits by Adrian's bedside for like forty minutes of the movie. Yeah, it's a lot of the movie. Like you feel that shit uh-huh this was like hey that was a good idea let's throw that in there hey what if we have some sentiment in this movie all right write it in <laughs> write it in there's a kid right so they can get hurt so that melodrama is immediately followed up by uh, uh tommy is still holding back and the, the coaches find out that um he his brother was killed by eye patch yep and so <laughs> Also very easily found out. Just sort of happened in a file. It was just in a, laying around in a file. So he, the the next thing that happens after Alex comes and begs for his job back is Tommy leaves. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. have a melodramatic argument about it. Then he gets on his motorcycle and there's a sad, sad song that plays. While with he, <laughs> well, a montage? With a montage, <laughs> sad montage. So that he goes to... Uh, he goes to the gas station where he witnesses two little boys eating ice cream and one of them drops their ice cream. And for some fucking reason, that's the thing that triggers him to turn around and go Brothers back. do care. <laughs> Brothers do care. So I just want to remind you about these reviews that I read at the front where people are just just enthralled with the drama of this movie. Wow, it really touched me. It really touched me. Oh, man. And uh, uh, Miss Wade, who is the um, empathetic figure in this movie, the voice of reason, she <laughs> she goes and tells James Earl Jones about how uh, Eyepatch killed his brother. And James Earl Jones is like, I've got a responsibility to this team. And if I don't do my best, then they can't do their best. And the word best has to get said a lot of times because it's the title of the fucking movie. Best of the best. Best of the best. And it turns out he was the coach of the team where Tommy's brother died. Dun, dun, dun. He's got baggage, too. Which is some real soap opera shit. Real soap opera shit. (laughs) Real soap opera shit. Then the team demands that Rudy be allowed to play. Yeah. Or wait, excuse me. They demand that that Tommy and Alex get back on (laughs) to the team. James Earl Jones is like, I've made a, a character development, so <laughs> yes, he may. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just chew it up, <laughs> spit it right back out. So now we can get to the third act. Now we can get to the actual world championships of karate. In Korea. In Korea, featuring Korea and the U.S., and that's and nobody it. else. And nobody and else. And nobody else. There was no tournament to decide nope. the finals. Nope. They just chose two teams yep yeah said one of y'all's the world champ (laughs) fuck zimbabwe can can (laughs) we talk about the delta of skill and preparation between the american team and korea yeah because basically the american team was a middle schooler team fighting actual like legit gold medal korean fighting team which when it comes to like um world stage combat sports like greco-roman wrestling and things like this that is the case often, where the U.S. doesn't raise people from, from like, small, young ages to adulthood where they'll compete and have had the funding to train them for mm-hmm. their whole lives. That, that does happen. But that, that's kind of glossed over in this movie, and the fact that no other countries are invited. That's my point. <laughs> like, who, like, else, who else did they defeat? Or they just didn't bother. They're like, ah, it's just Korea versus the Americans. Like, this is basically... Bring us a, your best Americans. Yeah, exactly. This is the team version of a ripoff of Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah. right? And at least he has to go through a whole tournament and like 
grow and develop throughout the tournament learn. and get to the finals, mm-hmm. right? And learn. They just suck from the get-go and show up in the finals. Yeah. There just is the Oh, finals. no, we suck again. <laughs> <laughs> you have the trope of the bar patrons back home lined up perfectly yep. watching the TV. Yeah, wa- uh, getting the live feed straight from Korea and of the, the karate live contest. Feed of the world championships of taekwondo from Korea all the way back in the uh-huh. Portland, Oregon bar. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Hey, did you notice, uh, you want to talk about the theory of time again, um, did you notice that the the son and the the mother were there in the yeah. in the audience? Yeah. The son who was just in a coma the day before, because didn't the son didn't uh, oh what's his face leave the karate tournament only three days before they had to go to Korea to go home and tend to his son? I didn't catch how much time was in between. That's how much time it, was in but between. It was brief. It was three days yeah. ago. That it was three days before the start of the tournament that he found out his son had been hit by a car, was in a coma. In that time, the, he got out of his coma. The hospital's like, good to go. How about some international travel? And he goes to Korea and is good as new. Nothing he, he wrong. He didn't have like a like a like a head bandage or nothing. No, he has a crutch like leaning against his leg. Good, <laughs> good to go. Hey, you just got hit by a car and you had head trauma so bad that you were in a coma for four minutes. You should definitely sit in a pressurized airplane for 14 fucking hours to yep. get from Portland, Detroit, all the way to, Detroit. All the way to Korea. <laughs> what blew my mind is that the commentator of this of this world-renowned tournament is Ahmad Rashad, who like went on to be a pretty famous reporter. He was like Michael Jordan's personal kind of media reporter guy and had a, a uh, like a sports tv show for kids on saturdays and he's a he's a former nfl player that holds like a couple of like minor records and the fact that he's in this movie blew my fucking mind why did it blow your mind like he's way too big for this movie well so is james earl jones <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on um okay so we have the tournament the begins. tournament there is not one bit of exposition or explanation as to how the rules work. No, they just they're like, hey, do this random karate looking thing. Like my only knowledge There's of points. what's going on here is based on real world knowledge of how uh, combat sports work. And I'm and not sure kid. that I have it right of what's tr- supposed to be happening in this movie. So Sonny, Italian, loses <laughs> uh, loses easily. And, and you know, I'm like, oh, it's points based. Like, it's strictly, right. like, you hit someone, you get a point for right. it. Right. That's no. what I Cause there's like, thought, too. Yeah, it's like 19 to 11 or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? He hit him 19 times? <laughs> like, it's not best of three or five or seven. I think what's going on is it's timed rounds, and then it's how many strikes can you get in during that time. Maybe. But they I, don't... Th- I thought it was you get three strikes per round. Well, that's what it is in Karate Kid. But then it, sh- it wouldn't be timed. But they, it was timed because the time understand. kept running out. <laughs> so Sonny loses. Virgil the Buddhist loses. Travis the racist uses his racism power. Like yep. he and he's constantly trying to fight people while he's already fighting them. Yep. He'll be like, oh, like like bring it on because they said something he didn't like. You're uh-huh. already fighting. It's already them. happening, dude. <laughs> like, Channel re- it. Relax. But then he starts saying some racist shit, and that gives him extra superpowers. Yep. So he ends up getting tied and has to break bricks. Yep. Which he loses. Sure does. Because <laughs> they suck. Sorry you suck. But then Alex, the American blue-collar hero of this movie, ends up getting a win even with a bum shoulder and the whole the whole part where he hurts his shoulder and he's asking them to pop it back in all a rocky in his eye is hilariously overacted oh my god it is so it is so so bad like he is just gushing he's screaming and shrieking and gushing and crying and it does not sell me uh uh-uh, uh didn't work the sound nope. i'm not even going to try to recreate it but the sound that he makes when he gets his arm popped <laughs> back in is hysterical <laughs> yes. it's like it's like a it's like a it's the shriek that uh flanders makes when he finds <laughs> Maud's, <Mod>. Maud's head <laughs> Uh, I mean, get on him for trying, right? Like, often we see people who are acting and they're just not trying hard enough. Man, 
him and James Earl Jones must have hung out every night with a director and they're like, this is the way we're going to do it. Or, or this director just has like a bullhorn and he's just yelling, act harder. More. <laughs> More. Give it to me. More. Really give it to Acting. me. <laughs> I can't feel it. <laughs> so he wins. <laughs> and then, uh, and then happening. you get Tommy versus Eyepatch. And Tommy is just whooping the shit out of Eyepatch. But then he has him dead to rights. Eyepatch is barely holding himself up. He's he, The time is running out. And Tommy has two options and two options only. Finish him. Kill him with a kick so devastating that it'll turn him to dust or lose. <laughs> yeah, there definitely what? wasn't one million <laughs> infinite options nope. in between those it's two It's only things. that. It's either, it's either he has to lose or... He has to murder this man. <laughs> Those are the only and, two things he could have And James done. Earl Jones is in on this. Yeah. He's in on this limited number of decisions. <laughs> and he's just there saying no. No. He's, he's saying no, no in the same way that a dog who's who's sniffing around in a circle on your rug is looking for somewhere to poop. And you're like, no, no, <laughs> uh-uh. Don't well, do it. Well, speaking of only two options, he could have said no in the way that you say to a dog. Or he could have said it. Like Padme just died. No, which is everyone's favorite no ever. Well, <laughs> so. he, he lost. He lost here. <laughs> this shit is hysterical. Again, every attempt at like drama, it comes across as comedy. Yes, it does. Every it's single one of them. So he's simply not good. He allows Eye Patch to live. He loses, and just like the review stated, the brother friend story is complete. <laughs> The bromance. The bromance is complete. <laughs> the the Koreans win because this is very much a pro-Korea movie. Yep. And then the Koreans, who were never bad guys in the first place, give babyface promos to, <laughs> to the good guys. To the crying-ass, sniveling-ass Americans. And then give the medals away to them for no reason. No. For no reason at all. And Well, they lost by one point. Yeah, and then the movie just ends. Was this movie about pro-American-Korean relations? Is that what this actually was? Is this a propaganda piece? I think this movie must have been funded by Korea. And (laughs) without saying as much, this is a very pro-Korea movie. The same way that, like like uh movies now like fast and furious are just straight up chinese propaganda (laughs) like this was this was korean propaganda so korea's like we want james earl jones that's all that matters we want james earl jones right now (laughs) that's all that really matters that's the only thing and that's the movie that's 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 the movie we've got it's got uh underdogs in it it's got slow motion echoes. It's got a freeze frame celebration at the end. Like the closing screen is a freeze frame celebration. Uh, it's got everything. It's got everything you could ever want. Motorcycle montage, everybody. <laughs> uh, so I guess that means we're going to get into our awards, huh? Let's do some awards. Let's do some awards for best of the best. Ready? Let's do well, our best of our best awards. Oh, uh, I don't know. You can do your bold statement. Okay, well, before I do my bold statement, I just have, like, something that I would like everyone to ponder and just think on. This movie was released in movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Just let that sink in. Just mm-hmm. compare that to the last, like, 20 years of action movies that went straight to Netflix or before that DVD or whatever. Mm-hmm. And compare the quality of, like... Like, the next Van Damme movie that's going to come out, <laughs> which is actually, like, his movies are really, really watchable still. Yeah. Compared to this, uh-huh. they're way fucking better than this. Yeah. And this movie was in movie theaters. Well, it's because Korea did... <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm actually really curious. And it worked on me at the time, obviously. Uh-huh. Like, I love this kind of shit. <laughs> at the time. But, um, my, but my actual bold statement is, this is the most and then movie... <laughs> ever like th- if you read the script explain explain what you mean to our like, listeners who haven't like, heard that uh, before there's a korean karate team and then there's an american karate team <laughs> and then the americans are good guys and then they don't really like each other and then they, they train go to the for bar. a long time <laughs> and then like and then his kid gets hit by a car and he's off the team and then he's back on the team like everything <laughs> that happens in this movie you could put and then in between which is the like cardinal sin of writing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, it was, um, quality is not apparent in this film. Uh, my bold statement is, uh, this is, this is a Hallmark Kung Fu film. <laughs> like, it's just, it's not, it's not good. It's, it's, it's the paper version. It's the cheap knockoff. It's, I, I just, I don't know. It's that kind of craft cheese that where you put it over a grill, never, it never melts. It just stays a square. <laughs> Any any sort of cheap cheese, like clearly that's being equated to this film. Yeah, easy cheese. Ooh, what's your worst line? <laughs> My worst line is more of like a a group of things. It's anytime James Earl Jones is coaching. James <laughs> Earl Jones is coaching, which is like anything you might read on a T-shirt. Like just do it. <laughs> You've got it. <laughs> Buck up. Uh-huh. His uh-huh. his attempt at coaching is fucking hilarious how much information he does not give them how little strategy (laughs) no like this guy carries his left a little bit low no no, like turn your foot inward no No demonstration no demonstration no all it is is you got it buddy and then they go out and get their fucking ass handed to them yeah (laughs) and then it's just on to the next oh he did a shit job he did a terrible job he's the fucking worst coach in history he does not deserve to be standing there he did a bad job you did bad and now he's the losing coach to korea twice again well what's been going on in the 15 years since then It well, made it sound like he'd been coaching every year. He's well, maybe it's like high school sports where like it's tough to get anyone that wants to do it. Oh, maybe I don't know. Well, he's not a good coach. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> he's the dribbling shits. Uh, my worst line is: "I used to be Italian. Now I'm Buddha." All right, that's as good as it gets. <laughs> yeah. That's literally <laughs> that's that's it. What's your best line? Um. Oh, the the uh, Miss Wade is uh, lecturing James Earl Jones about uh, what a prick he's being, and that he won't let Tommy and Alex back on the team. Um, and she says, um, "Man, I, I only wrote down half the line, and I can't remember the beginning of it." <laughs> no. But she says, "If you pull one more stunt like that, I'll kick your ass from here to Camp Korea." <laughs> oh, she says something about flying. I don't know. It's not that great of a line. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really not that great of a <laughs> it's line. Not that great of a line. Um, I've got two great lines for you, though. Don't okay. worry. Right. One of them is actually a quote by Vince Lombardi, <laughs> which has nothing to do with this movie. Which is just <laughs> winning is a habit, so is losing. <laughs> it's not even their own quote. <laughs> 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 and this is the fact that like our biggest critique is the fact that James Earl Jones is such a shitty coach and your best line is plagiarism from the world's best coach is uh-huh. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Um, but my best line for the entire movie <laughs> is Eric Roberts when he's trying to get his shoulder popped back in and he just says, pop it, pop it, pop it, God damn it. <laughs> And then it pops and he goes, yeah! Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So good. That's what I mean. Like, there had to be other things going on in the world at this time that provided a stairway up to this platform of this sort of film being acceptable that and got normal. got this into a movie theater. Exactly. People are like, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. This is normal. This isn't too far away from regular. <laughs> this, is, this is my reality for sure. <sighs> What's your worst performance? Man, I'm not, I'm kind of like uh, I don't know who I don't know who deserves the blame here for worst performance, but I have just like a combination of composer plus cinematographer oh God, yeah. or director. I don't know who who did what on this movie, but like I mentioned earlier, the way that things are filmed and then the music creating the melodrama cuz every all the creators were on the same page for sure. Mm-hmm. That it needed to be like daytime tv drama Ugh, and yeah. like the 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 music that accompanies it it is so bad that it it's perfect for our show because it crosses into so bad that it's funny <laughs> and it's throughout the entire movie but like just who anyone who participated in that aspect of it is my worst performance i i agree and it's timed so poorly like there's a climax that's supposed to be building but it hasn't gotten there yet but the music comes in as if it's at the climax and it's telling you to feel emotional about it yeah but they haven't told us what it is we're feeling emotional about yet right like yeah. they know what it is they're writing for but we haven't gotten there yet yeah. so you're like what like what is even happening 
It was. Yeah, it was. It was pretty terrible. Um, my worst performance. I also have music written down, but of course, I mean Eric Roberts. Come on, are you kidding me? Like that was terrible. Man, he he. You're not wrong, but he is trying his ass so off. So what? He's trying so fucking hard and failing. <laughs> He hey. is taking power swings and striking out. <laughs> good on him for trying, and yeah. that's what makes it a good bad movie. Oh <laughs> uh, wow! Okay, I'm really interested to hear who or what is your show stealer. Well, it's it's James Earl Jones. Like he is in this movie for one. Like just let that sink in. I know we've already mentioned it a thousand times, but just really consider the fact that like one of the most prestigious actors in the history of earth is in this movie and just everything out of his mouth is is trying to take he's not trying to earn his own attention he is trying to take your attention away from anyone else who might be in this movie he's trying to win the movie (laughs) he's blowing smoke rings with every syllable (laughs) he's trying to win this movie and he's addressing the team (laughs) It's not good, but he's definitely the show stealer. Uh, so mine is very similar to yours, which is uh, his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> because it, his expressions and mannerisms and lines aren't that interesting. But the way his mouth delivers those things <laughs> to you, the viewer, is is jarring and you cannot look away. Yeah. You don't know what to do with it and you're glad you're not in the room with him with, with whatever his mouth is doing. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not in the room with him because I don't want my eardrums blown out because he hollers everything he says. Maybe there is something he was chewing on. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, what was your most good bad moment? Um, I'm going to give it to uh, Tommy pulls up to the gas station and witnesses the exact same scenario that is haunting him. Slow motion, <laughs> slow motion ice cream brothers fall. dropping their ice cream. And then the, uh, the older brother gives his ice cream to the younger brother. Still in and, slow motion. And still in slow motion. And for some fucking reason that I cannot decipher, this is the inciting incident that makes him realize the error of his ways and turn back. Oh, do you remember when Eyepatch gave him his medal at the end? And he's like, I'm your brother now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. What? He just straight up takes the place of the brother who he killed. Who he killed? And, and uh-uh. Tommy's like, yeah, that'll work. That's cool. That's No. Fine. No. And the music tells you this is heartwarming shit. This is okay. <laughs> Everyone accepts. Everyone it's accepts. It's fine. You guys like this. Huh. Uh, my most good bad moment I already mentioned. It's when the shoulder is being popped in. <laughs> God damn it, tape it up! <laughs> oh, it was awful. It was so bad. What is your favorite part? My my favorite part, like, first of all, I really enjoy this bad, bad, bad movie. But my favorite part, uh, the, the thing that approaches good the closest, <laughs> it's like being the tallest midget, is... When Miss Wade is lecturing James Earl Jones and they have the whole conversation about uh, that he was the coach of the other team and his responsibilities and da-da-da-da-da. It's still pretty bad, but it's like the least bad thing in the movie where they they kind of both stop overacting and just regular act for that like 30 seconds. Do you know she's Oscar nominated? Is she? Yeah, for a movie in I think uh, 1988 called Anna. (laughs) The year before. They give Oscars to women? No, they don't. Huh, interesting. The, no, nominated. Oh, sorry. Nobody yeah. actually won. Yeah, nominated. Good enough for you, broads. It was the it was the and the everyone else's <laughs> the others. You get a nomination. That's cute, honey. It's cute. Um, my favorite part. I don't have a favorite part of this movie. I really don't. It's so cheesy. Um, but my favorite part is my comment. That James Earl Jones happy in this movie is kind of like listening to people speaking in German and being happy. Because it doesn't sound happy. It sounds so very funny. angry, but it's actually happy. It's the same thing. It's like the same visual you get when you're watching James Earl Jones say anything. You think that he is seething, frothing mad. But actually he's like, would you like some ice cream? That's amazing. That is a really good analogy. <laughs> uh, what would you do to make this a good movie? Hey, this show is already running long, and we do not have the time to change enough details about I'm this with you. movie. This to is tur- too heavy to of a lift. Good. Literally fucking everything. 
Like, <laughs> literally fucking everything about this movie is is melodramatic, cheesy... Uh, derivative. Derivative, poorly filmed, poorly edited, poorly paced, um, poorly it's... acted... There's nothing you couldn't change to make it a legitimately good movie. Is there anything not derivative about this no, movie? No, not a goddamn thing. This is just movie a patchwork ideas. of a bunch of other movies yeah, yeah. set to really, really, really cheap music. This is the kind of movie where you know, at the time in the late '80s, it's a like you you could have watched it on an actual film reel, yeah. like in class, pull the projector down. And it would have that thing where it played too many times, and when those long, like, no, like when those long notes are held and it's wiggly, it's like, <laughs> like this. I can I can imagine watching this, you know, in 1994 or something in class, and it's way overplayed, and it's just like every sentimental moment is this wiggly oboe. <laughs> wiggly oboe. It's always the oboes that are wiggly. If you grew up in the 90s, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Get at me at the Good Bad Show <laughs> on Instagram. Um, now we are going to discuss who is the biggest badass. And I would like to make sure that we throw our other biggest badass in the ring, who we've discussed off camera, who is Rick Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty is the Earth's biggest badass, like all of fiction's biggest badass. I think that's really tough to argue, but... That's not part of our show, so our show's biggest badass is Sylvester Stallone from Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd versus, well, who's the biggest badass in this movie? I think it's either Tommy or Eyepatch. It's Eyepatch. I think it's Eyepatch. And I think Sylvester Stallone's carrying a lot of guns and pads and <laughs> fucking kill Eyepatch in <laughs> moments. If you try to spray... <laughs> if you try to spray Eyepatch with fire... What... Would he have a defense mechanism in place no. before the fire reached no, him? No, I don't care how many fucking snowy trees you chop <laughs> under a waterfall. A gun that you talk to that you can just say fireball, he's fucking donezo. Sorry, I patch. <laughs> Sorry, I patch. Plus, he's only got the one eye. He's got no depth perception. Well, like, that was also what was really funny to me about James Earl Jones's pathetic coaching. At no point did he go, hey... You might Come around want, from the left. <laughs> you might want to stick with right hands. Or your right hook, probably really effective. Dude is wearing a fucking eye patch. He's only got half good. <laughs> oh, man. That's, uh, uh, it was a fake eye patch. Hey, that's a good gimmick. You yeah. got great vision. Cover yeah. up one eye with a fake eye patch. That's a good You're idea. You're seeing. That's a good idea. You're seeing them all. <laughs> uh, okay. You have to give me your award for either good, bad, or just bad. Good, bad. Like, this is one of those examples where it it's just bad, but it's so fucking just bad that it comes all the way back around to full, full circle and is good, bad. The, the entertainment of this movie is completely derived off of how bad it is. <laughs> it is a great fucking time to watch this piece of shit movie and all of those reviews are straight up wrong <laughs> there are 1400 reviews on amazon Jeez. and the vast majority of them would be in line with my opinion that like it's a good time because it's a schlock fest but there's several like sincere earnest reviews that like this has brother friend love and it's a bromance <laughs> Wow, that's 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 shocking. So I disagree with you. You say this movie is so bad that it comes all the way back around full circle to the top into good bad territory. I think it only makes it to ten fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> I think it stays it stays pretty solidly and just bad. <laughs> it's got more work to do before it gets all the way around into good bad. <laughs> it's not there. <laughs> His clock stopped. That is that is the measurement we are using from now on. <laughs> it's ten fifteen into bad, baby. We ain't there. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So we're we're trying. It, it happens from time to time, but we're trying not to work to on cover our marriage. I'm just good kidding. Good movies, right? We're not trying to talk about joke. any good movies. Occasionally, uh -huh. we go, "Fuck, we messed up." That's a good movie. Yeah, like that sports ball one. I don't remember what it yeah, was. It was I don't good. watch the show, but. <laughs> 
from now on, 12 o'clock is neutral, and then how far did it get around? <laughs> like, six, 6 o'clock is, is Geely territory. Oh, boy. And then how close did it get to coming back around to noon? <laughs> yep. All right, that's the measurement from now <laughs> it's on. It's the measurement, the theory of time. Yeah. Um, time is okay, illusion. guys, big announcement. Big, what? Big announcement. Are you pregnant again? I'm pregnant. Oh, I, gross. I pulled the goalie on you. I'm out. Hey, I'm going to go <laughs> down to the store and get some milk. Some and some smokes. cigarettes. <laughs> um, normally, this would be the part of the show where I say, follow us on the Instagrams, and you should definitely do that at The Good Bad Show. And I would say that you would do that because we're going to vote to see what movie we cover next week. But that has already been decided. Because the good folks down at Warner and HBO <laughs> decided that it would be... In Korea. That it, in China decided that <laughs> it would be chums. a fucking great idea to make another Space Jam. <laughs> because the first one is... Beautiful. <laughs> an Oscar-worthy piece of art. So, Space Jam <laughs> 2 comes out on the 16th. And we will be covering Space Jam 2 on the next episode of the show. So, if you don't have HBO Max, get HBO Max... Or go to the movie theater, which actually I would suggest because, you know, get out and socialize. Get out of your fucking house, you hermits. Yeah, go get some popcorn. Start acting get right some out in public. Sun. Good Start Lord. acting right out in public. Act like you got some sense and go watch Space Jam and then come back <laughs> to us next week and listen to us laugh our asses off about it because anytime a movie is hitting theaters and you already know that it's worth being on this show yeah. man that's a good time it's gonna be a good time that is a good it's time it's gonna be a real good time all right hey didn't we just do that recently what with an in theater movie yeah we saw the fuck did we go see in theater king kong godzilla oh, and king yeah. kong no mortal kombat yo yeah, yeah mortal, mortal kombat, kombat the oh yeah <laughs> we should go to the we should go to the movies again yeah Maybe i like we'll see space jam in the theater Pace jam. <laughs> Pace stamp. All right. We Pace will catch man. you guys next time. <laughs> Bye. Peace.